Russia with love. Man. You know what I know is um, unfortunate. This is so reminds me of you know, like. Uh, like a Southeast Asia kind of um, disco and uh, take your pick country Thailand right? shout out to Thailand I hope you guys are gonna You'll be okay. You're just gonna have to like build some underground shelters. Alright. Let's get going. Greetings the name of the most high. You know, music can be Yeah. It can be, you know, one of those things that really the reason we like it. And the reason it works in the morning to get things going and you know, I leave a little room for the chat in case people want to get in there. I know I've been here every day, so I don't expect you guys to be here every every day, but um, I'm here every day. for Usually if I'm here every day, there's a reason. And if I'm not here every day, there's a reason. There's always a reason for, you know, here or not here. And today it's, unfortunately, we're building on the, um, I think I gave you guys a, a word actually on this, um, about Biden using uh, Putin to, do the dirty work of getting rid of, um, you know, American citizens, which was supposed to be taken care of by the jab. And, uh, 
And that's actually, you know, people are dying right and left uh, with that. Um, but, you know, these people are crazy. You know, and I'm just, I want to say a few things here predictively. Number one, um, Ukraine is about beat now, which we knew it would be. And I, I don't know where all the propaganda came about Ukraine winning and doing Ukraine didn't do anything. They made no, you know, whatever. You don't hear much about any incursion anymore. But you do hear about is that they have no more um, weapons and they need more money. And Biden just, he doesn't ask you what you think. You know, it's a runaway. Uh, the United States was conquered. It's, you know, it's been over for years. I hope you understand that. But you remember back in the days of Hillary, how she, you know, I should just pull the soundbite, you know, which is basically, you know, when the president gives the order, the order must be followed. Because she knew that <clears throat> when she gives the order for the, <clears throat> excuse me, stop it. Sorry, just, you know, just, you know, I, I don't like it when I start speaking and I have 72 hours worth of speaking and then at one moment that it's on online, there's some issue. That, and, you know, I know what it is, but I get so, I get to the point where I want to just take a, um, like a ray gun that can get these things and never mind. Anyway, bottom line is... Um, she said the order must be followed. Okay? Because she's talking about nuclear war, and she knows that people might hesitate to kill their families, you know, to kill their, their children and their, their wives and their, and their husbands and their everybody involved that would be underground in those operations would be killing their loved ones, of course. So she felt there would be some hesitation. So she doubled down. She said, the order must be followed, you know, anticipating that they've been planning a nuclear war with Russia. Thank you very much. Mm. Lung cleanse, yes. And there's some cold water, buddy. All right. And, you know, it's been very dangerous. We also have weather wars going on, so it's, it's extraordinarily cold. We're in the you know, in the United States and, and lots of, you know, here it's been completely anomalous. There's no way that this is uh, New Mexico today. The high will be like 25 or something, which, of course, is, is wrong. You know, every day it's like that. Eventually that gives way <clears throat> to, I, I don't think they'll let the weather actually be normal here for, for, the, for the rest of the time that we're alive. Meaning it's going to be... They're going to go for the climate lockdown. They're going to go for the nuke lockdown. They're going to go for whatever they can do to punish you for everything that they do because they are mentally ill. They are completely insane. And the thing that really got me last night is I wouldn't really bet against, you know, I know that Stanley Kubrick was not a, you know, um, pontificator of things. He was not, a, you know, necessarily making social comments except through his movies. But he said the world was run by pedophiles. And, but then to qualify it later, the, the pedophiles are into torturing children and um, in every way possible. And some of that became, you know, the artwork of, uh, um, uh, 
what's his name, uh, was the most famous, who was uh, Podesta's brother, had all this artwork of uh, tortured children and children with demons and children with chimeras, you know, like weird creatures that, that you know, genetically, you know, half human, half creature, you know, having sex with children and also then adults, um, you know, like, a, you know, um, a big adult having sex with like a two-year-old, you know, raping a two-year-old, uh, you know, sodomizing a two-year-old. And all of that, and some of this had to do with the audience. In other words, there was a talk about women and, you know, you know women, the mothers, sitting up against the back wall. And then that's where you get my attention because that had been, you know, my own testimony, we call that playtime, up against the back wall while these adults are doing these kids. And exactly. That's exactly the way it was. And they said, the, they're like, are they bored? Are they, are they knitting? You know, you know, and that's the, uh, been the structure <clears throat> that I, I think I was the first one to ever even talk about that. I didn't hear anyone else, but then last night I did hear someone else say something about that structure. See, that structure will also give you the key to the, the, um, you know, the sort of, um, uh, drag queen story time that you have the, the mothers like on the back row and then the kids out front playing around with the drag queens and you have this in some of the libraries and of course in clubs uh, some of the kids are now participating in, in striptease and and, um, and uh, some kind of sexual activity Obviously not rape or, you know, not penetration, but, you know, as close as it can get before it, you know, jumps off the track. And so we realize, you know, you realize who they are. You realize what they do. And the word pedophilia doesn't fit. So when Kubrick said that, pedophiles through the world he he didn't really go into it much more than that you know but that uh he was aware <clears throat> excuse me he was aware of the child trafficking and he i'm sure he was aware of you know in the uk it was you know famous and um you know it was um in the USA now, the uh, child sex trafficking is probably the most it's ever been in the history of the world. And um, <clears throat> the U.S. government is in bed with all the cartels. The U.S. is bringing fentanyl in to its own country in order to kill off the population. The shots as well. If you've gone past the fourth jab, you're in danger of, of dying unless you start doing some kind of rehabilitative work. I don't know how far that will get you, but it will get you more time. I'm not even so sure I'd want more time. Looks to me like death is a blessing. But the, the main thing that's happening now is the the banking. Some people are you know, saying there's money missing from their accounts and they, they have no recourse. 
And I think this is because of some new laws where I guess the IRS can just take money and not tell you why. Um, <clears throat> it is it is everything that we told you it would be. And I've got two two ways to go here. One, well, okay, so the price of eggs. I did mention it, and not to be mean or hostile, but I just wanted you to understand <clears throat> what kind of hell you're going to be living in, you know, and so you can, maybe you can provide or maybe you can make some, some, some moves, but you don't have time now. The people that thought they would slide by, things would return to normal, are now figuring out that February will be the real hell month. And that's because Russia's about to take off the gloves. And we don't have the ability to win wars in the United States. The United States is a joke. Our military is a complete, total, incredible joke. And when they tell you, don't take on the United States, they got every kind of weapon, every kind of, no. They, China's got uh, more planes, more ships. And Russia has <clears throat> the advanced ultra-supersonic, you know, undetectable, can't shoot them down. And each one of these uh, missiles can take out like a state. <clears throat> a couple of them for Texas. And the United States is going headlong. There is no more negotiation because NATO had proven to be, which is the United States, let's not kid ourselves, NATO had proven to be um, intransigent. And it's almost as if NATO doesn't believe, or the press in the United States doesn't believe there's any danger from the Russian weapons. That's what it seems like to me. That they don't think the weapons will go off. They don't think there's anything wrong with having negotiation and then the United States is the, the evil party. So in this whole situation, the United States is the villain worldwide, obviously. We all know that, but we don't say it because people are afraid. But, you know, the United States is the evil empire. Not saying that things like Iran aren't bad, you know, but, but Russia is not the, the bad guy here. Um... And it's funny how the people really waging the war, and I mentioned the pedophile thing just because that's what locks them into a society, right? They're all pedophiles, so they all fit. Are, are they allowed to have people that are not um, um, pedophiles or conducent to that or, or blackmailable? Are they, have, are they allowed to have them in the, in the club making decisions for the military? No. They are not. So for the first time maybe in history, we have a frittering, you know, descending United States that is um, completely 100% incapable of winning not just a war, even a border skirmish, anything. 
I mean, sure, there's missiles that can be sent, but there's missiles from the other side, too. Lots of them. Lots and lots and lots. So if you die in this next couple of weeks, the thing is, just understand why you died. Because your country went completely satanic and, you know, on the verge of lifting up pedophilia, which is child torture. Come on, let's, let's not, let's call it what it is. It's, you know, child trafficking, torture, and murder. It's a lot more than just, you know, sex with children. It's snuff films. It's, it's the whole bit. There's no pleasure in it if it's just sex. And, you know, after the, uh, you know, I guess the Davos people didn't take seriously the word that the Lord gave me about them being cursed. But they should have. Because the Lord cursed them. And, um, you know, I know that sounds strange, but he had me say it from an obscure corner of the internet somewhere. He uses different people to say different things at different times, you know, and uh, then he brings it, that brings it, you know, it was spoken into existence. And that curse is never going to go away. Ever. So out of that, so what do they do? They get angry at what they call opposition. What it really is, is when people began to mock the WEF, and of course Davos, which is their little getaway. When people began to mock them, then thin-skinned Klaus couldn't handle it. He flipped out, and people like Al Gore flipped out. All kinds of people started flipping out. And, um, you know, it's becoming, it's becoming obvious here. You know, but they then blamed, you know, American patriots, um, which are basically God-fearing people who want, you know, to go by the Constitution. And that's considered evil by Hollywood, if you can imagine. Just imagine how far down the rabbit hole those people are who get paid hundreds of millions of dollars a year for learning a few lines in a movie. I mean, just imagine what it takes to make that kind of dough, especially if you're from nowhere. Oh, jeez, man. Well, nothing less than, you know, sacrificing your own children, as you see. Or your husband, or your mother, or your father. And then, of course, anything daddy wants. Don't envy them. Psalm 37 says very clearly, do not envy them because God will take care of them. Psalm 91 says, look up for, you know, the recompense of the wicked is here. He will take care. He also says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. So we don't do anything. 
when we use to, to speak God's will into existence, he's going to take vengeance on anything connected to Davos. And that vengeance has already begun, and that vengeance is now named Russia. And, um, you know, I don't know that there would have been, say there wasn't a curse or there wasn't some kind of, like, backlash or something, how much longer this would go. It, it you know, probably the stepping up of Russia now into the, uh, you know, into, like, any second nukes are flying. Um that probably would have been staved off a while. But now it's pretty much a go because they, they don't know anything about the spirit or, you know, prophecy or speaking things into existence or how, what a blight they are on humanity and on, on the world. They don't believe that prayer, prayer comes true. They don't believe that we're led by the Holy Spirit in prayer that we don't necessarily pray what we want. I need a new TV, Lord, please. <laughs> that we speak the plan of God into existence. And if we weren't here, it would not get spoken into existence. So I know that's hard to understand, but he created humans to speak his will into existence, among other things, okay? But I mean, that's one thing. They said, well, the prophets, no, the, I had this lesson. I, I taught it a long time ago after doing a deep dive. The, the prophets would speak God's will into existence. I know there's a controversy over Jonah that Jonah said, well, if the people repent, then they, they would not be, then the Nineveh would not be destroyed. So they repented and made Jonah look like Jonah was embarrassed, like he was a false prophet, because the people actually took heed. It's like, no, thank God you warned, and they took heed. Now when you warn, the people double down on evil, bringing the evil that is going to come here to the United States, especially at first it'll be Washington, probably L.A., San Francisco. It'll probably be in you know blue state territories are the ones against Putin, right? So that's where the, the, the nukes would go. If you can imagine something so horrible. And, uh, you know, I don't want to see anything like that happen, but at the same time, I feel like, um, you know, we need to, you know, send a flare-up that we need help and we need to admit that the United States is the evildoer in this whole thing. And the people that are chiming in on Ukraine are outing themselves as to who they really are. It was no surprise with Lindsey Graham, of course, or Romney or Rhinos. And, 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 uh, but the real surprise is that the, the whole woke community that's really more they're focused on more like abortion and killing people that don't agree with them and also their racism which they are completely totally racist now no i'm not against white people they're they're racist um against black people they're anti-black because they're all white mostly
the kids in colleges coming out, Gen Z, you know, they, and, they, and they, they don't think they hate black people, but they do. All you have to do is find a black person that doesn't go along with their narrative. And then you'll see the white on black racism that we thought we got beyond uh, with the Civil War, but we didn't because the woke people have brought back white on black racism. Isn't that awful? Can someone please give that a shout out? Because I've been watching this thing develop over time and I don't see anyone talking about it. Not much. You know, I see people called racist because they're, they say, oh, you're a white person with that. That's really not so much racism because they're white. What that is, is um, uh, kind of a, in a sense, part classism, part economic war. And also, you know, the blame game of, well, this world is on the verge of extinction because of you, to the boomers or something, or to the, you know, whatever. You people should be killed. Same thing went on back in the, um, the riots in the universities back in the 60s. Remember that? Uh, anyone over 30 should be killed. Remember that? That was the woke people back then, and they're still trying to stir it up. But this time, they took over the government, you know, they are the deep state, they took over the DOJ, they took over everything, the White House, the Congress, everything. And um, worse, they took over all the uh, state legislatures and they took over all the district attorney positions uh, so that you have something like in Chicago where, you know, people are don't do time anymore for, for shooting people and whatnot. And that is uh, if things kept progressing the way they are, you wouldn't stand much of a chance anyway at living. You know what I mean? Because there'll be roving gangs looking for your food and coming to get you. So we are in this situation now. And we knew, too, that, you know, the the Davos group, we knew how mad they were going to be, right? But they don't understand. It's a long-term hit they took on them personally, you know, their families, their kids, kids that go to school, their health, you know, what, whatever it is. It's just, it's, it's, it's a generalized thing that's gone out. And I guess the, the word I had was, don't be near them when God curses them. Because he will, that's like the first step. Then another step could be just destroy. We, we're not going to do it. That's not our role. But they don't believe there is such a thing called spiritual warfare that is absolutely implacable and perfect. Or that God's will is perfect. Or that God, God sees them doing their dastardly deeds. You know, trying to soak up all the resources, telling the, the countries of the world what to do, acting like they're the kings and queens of the earth and everyone needs to shut up and pay attention to them. All of those things God see, saw. And basically they, they wind up cursing themselves. Just what it says in, in Proverbs 1. You know, they, late, they lay wait for their, you know, ultimately not for innocent blood, which is what they say in the beginning. Let, let us lay wait for innocent blood and take the spoil collectively. 
it's so what's really happening is let them lay wait for their own blood, which surely comes due to their own miscalculations. And so right now, what I hear about the military from people that are, you know, out there uh, is that the military is completely incompetent. You know, there is no plan. All there is is if Putin wants, wants to negotiate some kind of peace, they'll, they'll say no. And they just keep coming. Well, the problem that you have right now is there's really nobody left in the Ukraine to fight. I mean, there's people here and there. They're getting, you know, they're, they're, they're you know, sealing up churches on a Sunday and pulling out anyone out of the church that can be recruited because they need more, you know, more uh, cannon fodder, I guess, because, I mean, these people keep getting killed right and left and there's no one to defend, you know, so then the next step is going to be, okay, we're bringing tanks in, says NATO, and we're going to start bringing in soldiers, and this is now turning into this big world war. It's not worth it because Ukraine is just simply a money laundering operation for the Biden family, and the Bidens are just like kind of uneducated, low-level, you know, they're just basically crime bosses. They're basically mafia. And so we all exist to serve this mafia. So what do you think? Um, I would say that direct your prayers toward um, asking what God wants you to do at this time. And how he wants you to pray. Ignoring the danger of um, a cataclysm like a World War III and depopulation, uh, especially after what happened at Davos, you know, they're looking for a fight now. Because they think the fight's with you or with me or with, with people out there. That's not the fight they have. The, the, the very thing they serve, Satan... Wants them, wants them all dead. They're being led into a quagmire from which they cannot escape. But what they want to do is take you with them. And uh, you should see some of those horrific, uh, uh, quote, works of arts, unquote, of, um, of uh, Podesta's brother. I forget his first name, but I mean, you know, you should see some. They're online. Who? Tony. 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 I told you, Tony, don't don't hurt the children, Tony. Uh, it's gonna be war. And Tony didn't believe it, so Tony hurt the children. At least. He's showing us, or I think trying to confess. And then, but wait a second. Not to be outdone, Jamie Lee Curtis, your favorite actress, she drops in with, a, with, a, with an emaciated child in a box being tortured. And that sits in her, in her dining room or whatever it is. Her living room, dining room, eating room, some room. So, you know, then she removes it quickly. 
But it's always the same theme. The, the, the kids in Podesta's artwork were all, you know, being paddled or being, you know, raped or being, you know, whatever, you know, tortured. And um, they're in torture dungeons they cannot escape from. And um, you know, reports like that. I'm surprised that in that more people don't know about that because I know that most liberals I know don't believe that any of that is real. Even if you say like me that I've experienced it, I've seen it, I've I've had it confirmed and explained to me by people that were in it that were dying. You know that that it was it not only was real, but it, it's a you know the the policy used to be that if anyone speaks up about it or complains, uh, they usually end up committing suicide. That's how bad it is. And you would think that prescient people on the left would acknowledge it, but instead we have people saying it's a mind virus, it's satanic panic. It doesn't exist. It's just a mental condition people have that there's this elite force out there that's taking our kids and eating them <laughs> or whatever, <laughs> you know? And so they don't believe it. And they say, well, people, when they get this mental illness, they ruin people's lives by accusing them of these dastardly deeds. And the, my, to, to me, it's like, well, if there's evidence there, and then, and then they say, well, there's never really evidence. Well, the kind of evidence they want is usually covered up by intelligence agencies. So a good thorough job, it's scrubbing. So how can you ever get evidence? Answer, you can't. And you won't. Because it's being managed by the very groups that, you know, change countries, manufacture evidence, make evidence disappear, clean stuff up, mess stuff up, but control everything. And so, yeah, and why do they pick on the children? Why do they want to rape two-year-olds? Because they're the most innocent among, right? They're trying to make the, that abortion age come to a post-birth abortion up to three, and then the zone would be between two and three, rape them. And then, of course, uh, once you've done that, you take the innocents, you take their souls, and usually what happens after a trauma like that is they just obey, in fact, they participate because they become demonic, right? So they join the club. It's sad because every single one of these people is actually useless. And every single one of them gets promoted to the top because here, everything's backwards. The people who should lead aren't anywhere near it. The people who should not lead are in the lead, the people who should not live are living and thriving. The people who should die don't die. But they live on. Every single thing is backwards. The people that need justice for us all are never adjudicated. The people that don't uh, commit any crimes, they have crimes piled up on them because they don't commit enough crimes. There is no logic. 
The center cannot hold because the center has been gone a long time. There is no center. Furthermore, none of this is real anyway. Meaning all this drama and all these circumstances that become very real in our minds, they're not really going on. They're just pieces of fiction at best. Oh, sure, people consent to it and they do awful things and it becomes very carnal, very physical, very material. That's not the point. There's this overarching sort of Mandela effect going on so that every day that you wake up is a new set, a new set of circumstances as well. Uh, Sometimes huge differences between one day and another that are not, you know, logical. Sometimes, you know, I've caught some mammoth Mandela effects that I don't, I can't talk about because it's too much. My fellow Americans and fellow citizens of the world have gone through massive um, effects and changes, and they didn't notice. So why, so, so we dropped it as a topic. People don't see it because, and I can tell you the reason, it's not, I'm not blaming people, I'm just saying here's the reason. People are hurting. They're in a lot of pain at night. They're in a lot of pain when they hit the pillow. They're in a lot of pain when they wake up the next morning. They're in pain all day long. So they miss it because of the pain. The pain is too much to, to see what's happening to them. The world is in agony, tremendous agony, and can't take much more because people are starting to go coast to coast, mentally ill, completely mental. Mental, not in a fun way, but mental in a, you know, in a dysfunctional way. That means they're going to have to be taken care of, and there's no resources to take care of them. Right. Someone may have to shoot them. They shoot horses, right? What happens when a person is useless and worthless? Right? When they pull up lame. Well, in their world, I mean, this is them, but they, you know, get rid of them. What did the old folks' uh, houses used to do to old people? They made sure to cut their life down. The family didn't want them. The kids don't want them. Once they're sent off to the old folks' home, they want them dead. And the sooner the better, thank you very much. I've, I've, I've witnessed this. I've seen it. It's ugly. It's ugly, man. Oh, you have no idea how ugly it is. Let Till you see it straight up, personal. And how about if you see it straight up like that, only you're the one, you're the one actually trying to nudge mama, mom and dad off the cliff, huh? You're, you're at fault. You didn't think you're doing anything bad, but yeah, it would be better if, if she died, wouldn't it? Everybody could breathe. Everyone would, would, you would have more. And the answer is no one will ever have enough. This world is the world of never having enough. No one has enough. No matter how much you give anyone, it won't be enough. 
God bless the child that's got his own and God bless the child that's happy with his own. That's even more to the point. God, God bless a child that's happy with his circumstances and, and giving praise to the Lord for what, for what little he has, maybe most people will, will say. But look how happy he is in it. That's God. God can turn that uh, poverty into a palace. Turn that, that, that prison cell into a, a resort vacation. Are you willing to go? Are you willing to be changed? Are you willing to become someone else? Not someone else, but, you know, to potentiate yourself, which I guess is someone else, yeah. To have a new life, to be born again. I mean, this should convince everybody right here, this situation that we find ourselves in. You got like five minutes to live. What are you going to do? Do you want that life, yes or no? Do you want to go? I had a song I did about going to the stars. Remember that? You said, I won't go. Huh. Well, it would be great if somebody else recorded it besides me trying to sing on it, but it was pretty darn good of a song. Do you have it? I'm just remembering it now. You know, my disk drives, they all hit the wall. 10 terabytes worth of stuff out the window. I guess we got to have that repaired. Sometimes I feel like, well, that's God's will, you know. <laughs> what was the name of that, do you know? Oh, I'm trying to think of it. Do you have it? Do you have a copy? It was basically about a guy who was like a teacher kind of guy that's trying to explain something about the universe and about leaving to someone and that someone, you know, it was almost in the context of a boyfriend and girlfriend, and that someone was saying, you know, I can't go. I have too much to oh, do yeah. here. Yeah. So much to do. So much to do. I have, yeah, I, I, can't, I can't go. Yeah. Uh, I have so much to do here. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to. I remember that. So. You, you do? Yeah. I have so much to do. Well, what do you think happens to the music? Well, we had some incidents. Hmm. You want to go play ball? Want to go play ball, buddy? Well, it's something like, you know, I'm showing you this, like, you know, it's sort of like, um, you know, Jesus showing us the way to paradise, to eternity. We go, well, Jesus, I'll be there. I've got a lot to do here. I'll catch up with you, dude. It's that, that's the level. That's what I was going for. Only it was in the context of, like, I wanted to make it more secular to, to make the point. Uh, that I'm talking about Jesus, but uh, uh, um, well, 
If I can find it, I'll, I'll download it. I, uh, you know, I'm, again, the singing was pretty bad, but, you know, when you... I found it. Hallelujah. Okay, so I will. I may have to monitor it before I play it because I'm, I'm, I'm shy. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Well, anyway, this was just. It was just. Um, you know how many people would refuse the call to Jesus and look, come with me and. I'll show you the the secrets of the universe and we'll live together and you know and uh you have no idea what it's like it's it's you know it's it's uh it's it's completely diverse and strange and beautiful and amazing and it's like a million billion times more amazing than anything on earth you know the the way it was shown to me was that earth is like you perceive about 10% not even that, maybe you know a couple of percentage points of, of reality. That's all we see. That's all we experience. Whereas you know, in a situation like that, you um, you perceive you know 150 percent or whatever you need to. There's no limit on it. And so you do see you know people that well, they'll, they'll be eternal, then they'll be as you know. They'll be as God's knowing good and evil. Yeah, you you know good and evil. You're beyond evil. You're you're you know evil is. Hey, he is eating the chair. Look at that. What do I do about the chair? <laughs> but anyway, so so you perceive you know like. You have an unlimited mind, okay, unlimited everything, and unlimited experience. Like you could be having, oh, excuse me, you could be having multiple experiences, you know, and multiple situations, but cognizant of each one. And they could be all different kinds of forms. I mean, you could be, you know, I mean, it, it's just limitless. It's limitless. And what we see here is very controlled because, you know, the whole point of Earth is it to be a test to test your faith, to test whether you see that there is a God and then whether you see that you will, that, that then you see there's a price to pay for believing in God, for acknowledging God. There's, a, there's persecution. There's a price to pay. So that clues you in that that must be the real path. And so do you have the courage to follow that path knowing that there would be persecution against you just for perceiving uh, the truth? In other words, there's a punishment for people that, that see the truth. Even if you see it in a mundane way, like, like you just see a, a thing is true, and it points to a bigger reality of God, but you're, you're still stuck on that material truth, that's fine. That will lead to persecution because, see, ultimately that connects to Jesus. Because the definition of truth is literally Jesus. Yeshua HaMashiach, whatever. But it's literally Jesus. The actual definition of the way 
the path, right, is literally Jesus. The definition of life, as in John 1, 1 John, John 1, you know, is light. And the light of the world is who? Jesus. But Jesus also is the creator. How do you know he's the creator? Because God created through the word. The word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us. And that word is Jesus. And the word is also analogous with God because there's no real separation. It's just a way of looking at it. Right? There's no separate offices. I know you all wound up. No, no, there's no point in doing that, squeaking like that. <laughs> I know. I'd be worried that if he had another dog that was really rambunctious, he'd be out there running around, and that's dangerous too. You know, it's freezing out there, folks. It's like it was going to go from 30 degrees down to 25 degrees at sunrise and then stay there for a lot of the day. And and we've had, you know, we've had... Weather wars. They're trying to freeze us out. But anyway, um, yeah, this song is... I just imagine if we had a, you know, someone sing it that would be... You know, I do my best, but I'm I'm just a, uh, really at heart, a kind of a mixer, producer sort of guy. You know, kind of behind the scenes. <laughs> you know, the writer. Let's see if I can even stand it. I could just let, let it stop there and not ruin it. Um, <laughs> that was, uh, that was, uh, I'll start up again, but just a little history there. So that's me on a, um, I believe, playing a, a Fender, just a regular standard Fender bass. And uh, I think. I do have a Gibson bass, but I, I, you know, I had a couple of them. I gave them away and then... Uh, I still have this sort of uh, hollow body Gibson bass, which I don't with with I think flat wound strings. I, I don't really play it much. It's haven't played in a while. All right, so I can just play it. What the heck? It's just us.
about it but uh yeah see that was an inspired piece i forgot all about it i forgot about a lot of things you know these times have been so so incredibly um difficult psychologically i I don't think that we actually 
measure the test of these times on us. Because if you did, you'd have to realize that you're the subject of murder. You know, that, that your own government wants you dead. You know, things like that. But most people I know can't get their minds around that. You know, that the, the, you know the, what, and that the job you work at, the bank, the this, the that, Main Street, whatever, it's, it's, you know, Biden is crushing it and crumbling it, as Zeph Daniel predicted, along with many other people that were informed as well. But that seemed to make no difference because people said, I don't believe you. Let's give Biden a chance, one guy said. It was like a, this guy was like a, a stockbroker guy now. Let's give him a chance. Okay? He's going to destroy everything, you know, because it's a, uh, he's a puppet of a globalist, you know, you know, Marxist revolution. And the whole point is, you know, you are the target. In fact, the, the kids that are, you know, behind a lot of this, they're slated to be murdered as well, very quickly. As soon as they get what they want, they're going to kill the true believers because they're useless. They're useless. Useless fools. They don't want to pay them. And anyone they don't want to pay, they want to kill. They don't want to keep people in concentration camps. That's another route. Oh, look at all those camps. Those for us. They don't need to retrain you. They already have robots to replace you. They just want you dead. And that's, you see, but because I can't get to first base with people, they don't seem to believe that that's the truth, that their own government is, is you know, against them. Now they take away the ability to pull out money in the bank accounts, but now people are starting to lose money on their bank accounts. We said, you know, they're going to just take money out of your bank account. Now it's happening, and the people are complaining to the bank, and the bank goes, nothing we can do about it. It's a new law. You know, and but they can't get their mind around. That's their hard-earned money they have in the bank. They didn't do anything wrong. Doesn't matter if if somebody says uh, that's their money. You know, all they have to do is put some suspicion on you that uh, maybe you're you're you know maybe that's drug money. Maybe you didn't earn that right. Whatever you know, and and you have to go through a process to to reclaim it. Um, you know, and other people are trying to move their assets into silver and gold and you know, other things. And uh, that might be the wisest thing to do um, rather than waiting for your bank to take your money so that you can't eat and so you end up starving to death. You know, I, I don't know what it's going to take, but I do know one thing. When people finally understand, meaning they finally get their mind around, uh, am I being heard? Can you hear me out there? Okay, can you hear me, Trish? When it finally gets to that point where they can wrap their mind around it, at that point there is no time to correct, to course correct. They elected the, the wrong people. They didn't really elect Biden. Biden and the deep state, they, they took over. You have no country. You have no vote. You saw Arizona. They're voting three to one Republican. And that Arizona is a conservative state. It's a lot of old people living, a lot of retirees. It's three to one Republican there, and always has been. But then the communists decided to move their people in, and they they broke all the machines so that the Republicans couldn't vote as they were. And then they named out of you know just willy nilly, they just named Katie Hobbs as the winner. She happened to be the Secretary of State who was in charge of the voting. <laughs> 
on top of it all. And now she's doing the bidding of Biden and Newsom and people like that, which is basically the overthrow of the United States. Why overthrow? What, what do you mean overthrow? I mean the courts, so judiciary, the political bodies, Congress and Senate, the presidency, which has already been overthrown, and uh, the banking system and uh, big tech. Anything else you'd like to know? And it, it's, it's, again, the purpose of it now is to poison you. You know, the weather, the chemtrails, the food. Let's get to eggs now. Because this was one of my uh, pet predictions. You know, eggs would go up to, you know, I, I used to say, well, it's, it's now four or five dollars for a dozen. You know, now, ha <laughs> ha serves you right, sucker. You don't watch your own, uh, your own country go down the tubes. Now, look, I want you to swallow this one. A dozen eggs, $24. You feel me? Did that make an impression on you, sir? Or am I still a conspiracy theorist? Are eggs, in some cases, let's just say $20 a dozen. Are they, or even 18? It doesn't matter. It's ridiculous, over the top. You know, no one could ever even imagine that. How do you feel now, sir? Who called me like having a mind virus? Uh, you know, there's no such thing as satanic, uh, you know, uh, ritual abuse or satanic people doing pedophile things or whatever that run things. There's no such thing as any of that's all, all, all a mental illness. Well, and so is your idea about eggs, mental illness. Well, now what do you think? Shall we just work on practicalities for you to get your little tiny pea brain around? Little practicalities. How about, you know, like, for example, uh, the Ukraine is losing in the war with Russia. Oh, no, we got... <laughs> All your money went into Biden's pocket. He's <laughs> a Republican dogging boy. <laughs> Not really. The Republicans are the big ones pushing the war in Ukraine. You got your Lindsey Grahams and all your big Republicans, all the big, 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 big heroes you got. God, you're awful people. That you would vote for someone like a Mitt Romney or these guys. And, and yeah, well, yeah, well, what about Trump? Well, for, for, except for a huge blind spot that people didn't see till later. Hey, uh, I would take that Trump economy right now that we had in 2017. I'd take that back any day. Unfortunately, the man is flawed. You know, he's he's got some kind of compromise going on with Pfizer and uh, and uh, and Big Pharma seems to own him. So, you know, too bad. But uh, don't don't you dare ever compare the Democrats with the economy that Trump had. Don't you dare. If you're that bad, then you too are useless. Your life is useless. Your entire life is nothing. You know, and, and this goes out to people that have had a job all their life. You had a job all your life. You worked someplace. You were useless. Well, who, what did you do? You took your paycheck. You turned it into food. You put it on the table. You did this routine every day feeling empty and terrible probably most of the time doing it. Right? You belonged to the right clubs. You had the little discount things. You did this. You did that. 
You tried to be a family. You tried to do the things you saw on the camera. I'm being harsh. I'm sorry. But uh, you saw, you did, it's to save your life, uh, uh, ma'am. You saw the things that you used to do. Where did you get the idea to do those things as a family? Which you hated. You know you hated it every day of your life. You got those things from the television. You got them from fucking commercials. So you sought to imitate the commercial of the summer vacation. Or movies or television. You know, somewhere off the tube. Off those frequencies. You got hypnotized and then wanted to do likewise. I mean, everybody did. You don't want to blame yourself. But in, when, you, when you were that person doing that thing, your job was useless. You were useless. You've been useless up to this point. Now you have a chance to turn it around. Will you do it? Of course, you've already done it. You've already, you got Jesus. That's, that's all I'm talking about. That's all I talk about all day long is Jesus. That's it. There is nothing else to talk about. The only way that I went from being a complete, you know, mental breakdown to a person, a living, breathing person that God could use is when I submitted my life completely, I turned it all over to Jesus. At that point, I ceased being useless. Well, I just took up space. I didn't do shit. Everything I thought I was doing was, I'd write screenplays and novels and, you know, for what? I I didn't even know why when I look back on it, it's like, well, maybe some of the, you know, the few, like, five readers I would have might learn something or get something out of it. I, but it, it does it really matter? You know, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, Ecclesiastes, basically, one of the greatest books ever written. I suggest you read it. But the conclusion of Ecclesiastes is this. You know, all your works, all the books you write, all the books you read, it's all vanity. It's, you're useless. Hey, Professor Fuck Ear, you're useless. Hey, Foul Mouth Zeph, you're useless. Well, I am in my carnal way. Of course I'm useless. I'm a complete useless idiot. You know, or if I am useful at all, it's because God could use me doing something, then of course I'm a genius. In in my own a genius weight, in my own invisibility, where no one would ever say I'm a genius. You see, that's, that's the point where they call you a genius, you're a dunce. If they call you a genius and you think, hey, I must be at least pretty smart, at that point you're stupid. Everything you take to heart, that's some kind of compliment, or you have some kind of weird way of dealing with it. You know what I mean? You, you know that your own vanity and your own pride are, 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 are caught up in it. You can always tell somebody about a person by the way they, they take a derisive comment or they take a compliment. You know, um, someone that takes a derisive compliment, uh, a negative statement rather, uh, like, you know, uh, you're only good for one thing. <laughs> you're, you know, you're only good for for you know. You're what did someone say? You're only good for a first draft, Jeff. You know, something like that. And um, you know, and then you you retort back with, "Well, since most people aren't good at that, that's pretty powerful, don't you think?" 
Okay, then I'd say, well, Zeph, you're, you're, you know what? You're on pretty good footing there. That, that, of course, if I reacted like this, why did you say that? I'm better than that. I, I can prove it. Okay, then I would say, you're screwed up. It's still all about you. You're filled with vanity, and you're useless. Work on it. How many people are useful uh, some of the time? All of you, because at least when you're sleeping, you're not doing, you know, you're not harming God then, right? You're not harming the... <laughs> How many people are useless? You know, part of the... Part of, I'd say useless. How many people, when you're really, really, really conscious, you know, when you're really aware of yourself and you've got ahead of steam and you're going to accomplish something today, how many of you are really worthless, though, and, and, and not accomplishing anything? Most. How many people that, that just hit the day, they don't even know what they're doing, are very useful and they accomplish, and yet they have no plan? Many. Because when you have no plan, then God has a plan. You know, when we plan too much, it's us controlling it. And what good comes from us? Nothing, uselessness, stupidity, short-sightedness, anxiety, jealousy, uh, you, you know, of, of competition, uh, you know, godlessness, ju justifying taking a shortcut. Well, then that's no good, so how do we get it going the right way? Uh the, the only way to get it going the right way is to, number one, realize it's not about us. And that Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Okay, so Jesus, you're it. You know, not me, but you. Okay, let's go. I'm with you. I'm with you. Wherever you go, I'm going. And that's the beginning. And the other beginning is, Jesus, the Lord... In all his wrath and fury could destroy all of us in a second. We're right on the precipice of, you know, I don't want to piss off the Lord. I, I know that I am afraid of God because God can do terrible things. I, I, you know, but he could also protect. I mean, I, I, want, I need to know this God. I need to understand if there's a creator, what should I do about it? Well, the fact that you think you should do something about it means you have fear of God. Fear of God is the beginning of what? Wisdom. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of God is the beginning of truth. You know, when you stand in front of the mirror, you don't whitewash it, right? You, you see, you don't, you don't downplay it like, I'm really bad. I should, you know, I shouldn't even be here because that kind of talk is, that's more like me. When I talk like that, I'll tell you I'm completely useless to the tenth power. I should never have been born. I'm just a blighty. Oh, okay. So maybe we need a pat on the back, huh? <laughs> I mean, that doesn't work, right? It doesn't work for us to be complaining because it's uh, it doesn't work among humans. It's God or nothing. It's God or nothing.
it's the Lord, okay, then I'm going to go to church and really be good. Then you score a zero. You know the church is corrupt, and they want you to look the other way on certain things. And if you do that, God will. God hates that. So what will you do? If you happen to be fortunate enough to be in a church, a real, you know, be an organization that gets together, you know, during the week and they praise the Lord, they sing and they pray and things like that. They have full Bible studies. Uh, that can be, I'm sure, fine if, if uh, the coffers don't matter. <laughs> yes. What about the coffers? Geez, Jeff, how come the coffers have gone down this week? Uh, gee, Pastor, maybe you maybe you pissed on the congregation too many times. Now that's the right answer. But mark that down. That's the right answer. Gee, Pastor, maybe you pissed on the congregation one too many times. So the coffers went down. Meaning the 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 the, the uh, tithing at the end of the week, you know, uh, you, you caused it, and then the pastor is thinking, I once have to admit that he, you know, uh, is is the cause of all this. Why would I be the cause of all this? Well, he won't answer, of course, because he's a coward. You're the cause of all this because you're not exactly conformed to the world. Jesus has conformed you to him, and it's unacceptable to the church. That's why he believes the coffers have gone down, because people are offended by you. Okay, did I answer it correctly? Yes, I did. Is that so hard, Pastor, to tell? Would you rather send that young man who doesn't know why he's being shunned. Would you rather send him to a psychiatrist and after the psychiatrist says it's okay, then he can go to your church? Is that the way that you want it to be? Well, as long as you guarantee that, you know, we, uh, you know, inspect the, the lad before he comes in. Fine. Uh, that psychiatrist incident did happen. Uh, the, the, the guy was Paul, Paul something or other, he's a talk show host. Guy calls in, he goes, you know what he likes being church of, yeah, Ben's is back. Uh, he was complaining that people at church were shunning him and didn't want to sit next to him and this and that. He's just... Felt he was a normal guy. He says, and they started talking about how he'll just go to mountaintops to sit on mountaintops to feel close to God because people didn't want to be around him and this and that. It hurt his feelings. And so, you know, it's obvious, you know, what's going on there. You know, he's feeling alienated from everything and everyone because of the fact that he's, you know, hasn't done what 98.99999999% of the people have done. And, um, you know, in his affiliation, and he hasn't given his soul for acceptance, so therefore he's being made to feel alienated, 
And what does this Paul guy do? This Paul, uh, what is his name? Uh, well, he's an old guy now, but oh, oh, people recommended the station. A good Christian station, they'd say. So what, what happened? He told the guy on the air to go see a psychiatrist. And then maybe he'd be acceptable. So he put it off on the psychiatrist, uh, you know, you know, to, to just get him out of there. You know, take that. Usually they just say, "We take that thing out of here, please." Just dump it at the psychiatrist's office. If he ever figures it out, he can come back. Right? Isn't that the way it goes? Just like that. Or, man, I can't believe they, that, that things like that still exist. And Jesus tells the whole world, if that's you, you never followed me. And then the, the most harsh four words ever spoken in any language were spoken then. Or I guess it's six words. Or was that seven? The harshest seven words ever spoken were spoken. When these people, they felt they're going with Jesus, they go to the church, they go to the, 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 the volleyball games, they got the baptism at the beach, they got the retreats for the kids, they've got the, the, you know, the concerts, they got the whole, you know, other kind of Community in America, the rich church. And, you know, and they all believe they're going with Jesus. They're going with Jesus. They're with Jesus, Jesus, Team Jesus, Team Jesus. That's us, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And he goes, depart from me, I never knew you. I never knew you. You never broke from that affiliation of the world system to get to know me. You can't have both. You, you, you understand, America is sick with that disease. And I guarantee you after this purge, after this thing gets done, whatever is going to happen, you're not going to have that in America anymore. God will take care of it. You know, I actually had somebody you know, call me and they would mock me, and they go, oh, you know, I'd complain, stupid me. I'm getting persecuted. God, please don't be insufferable, Zeph, please. Um. <laughs> yeah, I'm being persecuted, and they just go, yeah, well. I don't know why they don't... You know, well, Yusef, you know the answer to that. No, I, I got to follow my Lord. Oh, you're getting persecuted. Your mother told you to clean your room up when you were a kid. You know, someone said that to me. and That was the extent of the, uh, of the damage, which I would have loved if I had that... But, I mean, that was not my situation. and It is some people's. But... Um, it was like, Zeph, 
if and you've heard me say this many times, Seth, if what you're saying is true, I want to commit suicide. Typical Christian. This is coast to coast Christians. If what you're saying is true, Zeph, I want to commit suicide. You mean that you'd have to repent and then accept Jesus and then take that persecution? You might not have a job like you got now. You might not have a, a social group or something. And it's like, you know, not just that, I'd have the shame of my family. I'd have to wander in the wilderness and, and have no one. If that's the case, Zeph, I, I really think I'd rather commit suicide. Could God be that cruel, Zeph? Is, is it cruel to say that you could be on one side or the other? Is that cruel? Um, well, I don't perceive it as cruel. I believe it. When someone comes to that realization, it's like, dude, it's not about you. It's not about your, quote, family. From what I can see, you don't even care about your family. So what, is it, what does it matter if you have to leave, you know, you have to leave your family to follow Jesus? Well, that, that, you wouldn't be the first one. If your family is that foul that they can't figure out what's going on with you, they're not worth it anyway. They're useless. Okay? They're like useless eaters. There is no purpose for them on earth. If you're just going to sow to the world system of Satan to, for your money and, that, and your provision and that's all you care about, then there is no point for you to be on earth to begin with. Of course, we need more abortions. We need your abortion. We need millions more abortions because obviously people don't get it. There is no other reason for you to be on the earth. You're not here to feed your family. Or not. I mean, you do it as a, as a, as a normal thing to do, but that's not the focus. That's something that people naturally do, isn't it? Animals don't need to be told what to do. They don't need to be given instructions. They can feed the family while they're going off and doing other things. I mean, they can chew bubble gum and walk at the same time, which apparently a human can't. So, you know, and if they don't want to hire you, because you're not into Satan. You can look at all these people, these children, and go, well, you know, I know why you kids have all lost your virginity, because Satan's fucking you. And Let's just go ahead. Let's just be honest for a change. How about it? What's really going on here on the earth? Huh? Why don't we just go ahead and say it? It's not the quiet. Anyone who said, hey, listen. I'm tired of people saying the quiet part out loud. It's not quiet. It's loud in your head. It's screaming between your ears. Get away from that person. They're not conformed to the world like you are. They're, they're going to bring you down. You're going to be punished for it. 
you better be mean to them. You know, screw you, buddy. What can I do? Steal from them. (laughs) I'll never talk to you again. Just fine by me, Jack. (laughs) In fact, I went up a notch. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Great me. I'm great. See, I'm great. I'm great. Celebrate me. I'm great. And, um, yeah, Zeph, if it's like you say, I'm going to go ahead and kill myself. You mean if Jesus wants fidelity from you, you're going to kill yourself? Well, then get the hell out of here. Go kill yourself then. Nobody's going to bat an eye. Nobody's going to care anyway. Oh, that's too bad. He killed himself. Uh-huh. Next, please. Right? Because... You didn't just kill yourself. You re- you rejected Jesus in the beginning. Then you doubled down on it when you were reminded of it. And you said you'd rather die than go with Jesus. So that's the end of it. You're, you know, get out, 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 out. Well, that's a very cruel God. No, not a cruel God, because guess what? There's a lot of God's children that heed the call, that know, that serve the Lord. And he's happy with that. And he knows that not everybody's going to, you know, people have free will. And they have the ability to choose anything they want. And they do. And not everyone's going to be with the Lord and and he's happy. But he loves his children all the more because of that giving out of the free will. That makes it all the sweeter. The ones that do come. The ones that do obey. The ones that are in love with God and vice versa. The ones who put God first. These are the, these are the, you know, that's the world. And in that world, there's success. And in that world, people don't worry about being annihilated because why? Well, it might happen tomorrow, but I've, but my focus is on God, so I'm good. And that's true for pretty much all of them. How many of those go to church? Very few. Because, no, no, they, they were, no, 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 not because they're free, well, no, they like to go, but they were asked to leave. That's why they didn't go anymore. They were all asked to leave. They said, if it's Jesus only, we can't do that here because they would shut us down because we're 501c3. So, you know, see you later. Well, I hope you repent, Pastor. Maybe go out in the desert and beg God to forgive you for what you've done to these congregations, leading them to hell. <laughs> yeah, come back again. We'll slap you in jail. Okay. Fine. You know, the idea that you would roll your eyes when we walk into the church, like, oh, no, here we go again. Oh, no, I got to do with this again. Oh, no, it came back. Let me explain something. I don't think you really even realize every ounce of pain that you just caused with that. But you're going to experience all of it tenfold. Just that kind of pain. You know why? Because that's the only pain you understand. That's the only thing that's going to get through to you. And when you see how you've hurt people, Maybe, just maybe, there'll be a pang of guilt there somewhere, and that guilt may be enough 
to get you to go to God? I don't know. Many are called, few are chosen. Not everybody who is called is chosen. So it's, unless you're chosen, you're not going to stay with, if you're chosen, you stay with God, right? You're there, you're there, you're there, you're there, you're there. That's all you are, is you're there. Those playing fast and loose with the truth, fly by night there, they're kind of there, but then when it gets difficult, they're not really there, and then they're there again. Uh, <laughs> well, that wouldn't be me because I'd be afraid, but I suppose I've been distracted too, and we just have to work not to be distracted. But that doesn't necessarily mean a person loses salvation. It just means that the world is distracting them, and God must, you know, give them a good smackdown to get their attention. Well, because if he doesn't, the guy could go off the cliff. I mean, you could lose your, you could lose your, your son, your daughter. I know what it's like when God said, don't worry if you didn't have a, a mother or, or a father, which we certainly didn't. Uh, don't worry, I will not forsake you. So that made up for it. See what I mean? That You know, that, like the dumpster child, the one with parents that were busy doing other things, divorces, whatever, doesn't affect a thing. God always loved you. He's our mother. He's her father. He's... He's all those things, and and forever. Psalm thirty: All good things come from God. Okay. Well, shoot! I didn't mean to go off into the nitty gritty. I mean, I hope that did not hurt your feelings. It's just meant to, you know, scare you into understanding that, you know, it's it's real simple, but it's not a game. And uh, how do you know? <laughs> the local church will baptize you with no faith whatsoever. <laughs> but Jesus won't baptize you unless you have faith, unless you believe, unless you are one, unless you are chosen, actually, unless you belong. Now, the world has its chosen, too. Oh, yes. I think a lot of your celebrities and people that seem to be so success-oriented are, are chosen, in a sense. And that's their mission, to show off all that wealth. To lure, you know, people in, right? And you want to be like them. <laughs> and we've got something we have to say about that, don't we? So today was kind of like heavy. So <laughs> I'm going to play this song here. And we just, you know, I'll be here every day if I have to. I'm... You know, I don't plan on it. I plan on writing something, but, you know, I just got to play it by ear. But so far, every day I've had to be, every single day. No, not I have to be here. I'm, it's my pleasure to be here. 
and I do try to apply my talent as much as I have in the ability of elocution, communication, English skills, etc. And sometimes it's just not enough. Anyway, here you go. I'll see you. Well, see you soon. Now, my Substack is blah, blah, blah. I can't remember it. But I have a Substack, Zeph Daniel Communique. And I'll be doing a little bit of writing there. It just depends. You know, I had a subject. I wrote something up yesterday about uh, our film shoot and, you know, some of the things that, that people were trying to pull on that. And it was just, you know, it would only be sympathetic if you were if you knew what was, you know what I mean? It just didn't really work. It was like, you know, we, we got a beautiful film out of our uh, experience, you know what I mean? And, 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 and people were so dysfunctional. It's almost like, you know. Anyway, it prompted us to become an international film company. And all their their probing and trolling and all that just simply made us double down on on that that idea. And uh, so I'll see you next next time. God bless you. You don't belong. Subhuman. 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 Now you save the all. Planning your fall Subhuman Always in the square Planning despair They hate you You don't You don't